Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. I know I just dropped an episode yesterday, but I have two interviews I wanted to get out this week, which means the listeners of Nebraska Soccer Talk get two episodes. If you haven't checked out Episode 2 with Coach Jordan Ursick from College of St. Mary Women's Soccer, please be sure to do that. Episode 3 is featuring our first current Creighton Blue Jays soccer player on the podcast. We had alumni Jalen Bosock on this past summer, Keelan Terrell, the starting goalkeeper for the Creighton women's soccer program joined me yesterday to talk Creighton soccer, her journey as a goalkeeper and a little bit about Omaha and just a mix of everything else. Terrell and the blue Jays have had a successful non-conference start to the season and they open up big East conference play this week. If you follow Keelan on Twitter, you can see she has a great personality and I really wanted to get her on the podcast. So I'm happy she was able to join us. I really want to thank Glenn Sisk from the Creighton university sports information department for helping set this up and giving us access to the Creighton University soccer programs. Without further ado, here is the interview with Keelan Terrell. On today's episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk, I am welcoming Keelan Terrell the starting goalkeeper from the Creighton University Blue Jays women's soccer team. She is the first Creighton University Blue Jay women's soccer player to be on uh, the podcast. So Keelan, welcome to Nebraska Soccer Talk. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, Joe, thank you for having me. You know, it's an honor to you know be the first soccer player on your show, and it's an honor to represent Creighton and soccer as a whole. So thanks for having me. Yeah, and, and you've certainly, you're welcome, and you've certainly made an impact this fall already um the blue jays are off to a a pretty good start non-conference and enter conference play this weekend or actually on thursday against georgetown um how how's the team feeling so far about uh about the uh, progress you've all made yeah that's a great question uh because we've definitely have had an amazing start to our season um i think everyone is feeling super confident and honestly just proud right now to have wrapped up our non-conference season and like have the record we do got the results that we got and um everyone's feeling really great but we are all like well aware of the next test which is big east play um but you know like going back to non-conference it does feel great to have that under our belt um you know playing the way we did and i think everyone's just really proud of each other and ready to build off of what we uh, created during non-conference and, you know, put it to the test. Right. Cause in non-conference you were both your team as a whole was both scoring goals and you were doing a great job of, of keeping them out. Can you speak a little bit to what, what, has there been any secrets to your success in the back line and the goalkeeper? Like you've, you've had quite a good run in non-conference play. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think honestly, the biggest thing is, um, our, uh, I'll start with our back line, I guess. Um, we went to like a three back, uh, like partway through our last season, I guess, which was the spring. Um, it was a rocky start. Um, you know, people had to learn their roles, but, you know, uh, everyone's got a season or two under their belt playing in that position and the formation. And I think it really shows because we're playing with just confidence. People know their role, know where to go with spacing. Um, and that's just been a huge thing. We, uh, and like everyone has confidence in each other and um, 
we know at the end of the day, we're going to go out there and work hard. That's a big value on our team is just, um, you know, if we're play, or facing any opponent, we, we know we will leave the field having outworked them. That's one of our big things. Um, and as far as uh, having the success, there's no real secret recipe. besides Just, <laughs> just working hard, uh, right? Just working hard. And I think um, uh, one big thing this year that we did, it's not a huge thing, but we came early, earlier this summer as a team. We had started captain's practices pretty early. And I truly think like that had made a big difference with like team chemistry, you know, getting our freshmen acclimated, uh, seeing who's going to fit in where and that was a huge, uh, huge part in that led to the success that we had on, had this early on. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and, and it was kind of a, it was a tough start for you all last spring right away coming out, but then kind of stormed back to get into the big East tournament for the first time in I think, yeah. program history. And, yes. and I think when a coaching staff of wins coaching staff of the year, that's, that's a testament to their coaching, but it's also a testament to the players and, and sure. kind of the players getting behind them. And it's cool to hear that, you didn't rest on the team as a whole didn't rest on their laurels they came in early get the work done mm-hmm. um and so the one of the reasons i wanted to have you on the on the podcast is is i i i like uh your presence on social media it's it's fun <laughs> it's funny um but i think the one picture that got the most amount of 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 cred, <laughs> credit is the picture of you from the umkc game where you're essentially doing the, I don't want to date myself too much because I'm quite a bit older, but the Allen Iverson step over of, of the UMKC player that was captured perfectly by the photographer. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you talk about that picture a little bit? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Joe. That, uh, okay. Well, for starters, uh, I saw someone had comment or made a comment about the Allen Iverson thing. I literally had to go to YouTube. I was like, oh, what no. are you talking about? I mean, that, that, that's, that shows you how old I am, you know, <laughs> like that, that aside, like, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like people are like comparing that to this guy. Like it was hilarious, but, um, gosh, the play itself, like, I would like to say like, it was not like malicious. Nobody was hurt. Like it, you know, like it was a 50, 50 ball in the box. And, um, this girl decided to put herself between me and the ball and uh it happened and you know when you're on the field like I'm, everyone's been there like words are said tensions are high and like I didn't consciously decide to, to step over this girl <laughs> that was on the ground but like you know I just made this this good play and she was like running her mouth and wanted a foul and I was like oh my gosh and I just I was like, I'm going to go to this side of the field. And she happened to be on the ground right there. Um, but it, well, you know, it was at the end of the day, yeah. it's better than stepping on her. Right. You know, there's some people out there that probably would have done that. You know, like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't intend to hurt her or anything. Like it was just a, it was like a more of like a power move. Like, you know, this is my yeah. box, you know? <laughs> and I think, I think that, that I, I liked it just because I think I, I coached women's soccer for eight of my 10 years of coaching college soccer. And I, and I was always a big proponent of my players being allowed and able to show emotion and be themselves and, and like be competitive because like that's, <laughs> um, and I, I think from what I see from your team, both effort wise, but also in the style of play and, and what you all are like, it, mm-hmm. it looks like your coaching staff allows you to do the same type of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, um, 
one of the big they do they preach like individuality you know uh each person has their own style like I know Aida Kardovich is one of our most creative players and they you know they let her run with that creativity they're never gonna you know talk down or correct you for doing something that's just genuinely you and you know they're, they're a great coaching staff with that and um yeah, I know. Like nobody said, I was kind of nervous after that play, like, Co like coach Ross is going to come over and be like, Hey, what the heck? But no, it was just, you know, uh, I feel like I've reached the point in my career, you know, with having just confidence and years under my belt where like, you know, maybe it's not a terrible thing that I, the confidence is showing, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Coaches have been great with it. And since, since you brought it up, I kind of want to talk about your career path a little bit at Creighton. So you came out of Olathe, Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, you used your you had a you were redshirt as a freshman, um, and I and I and I don't know the background, so I kind of want you to tell. I you were you did struggle with an injury during that time. Yeah, so that ugh, it's kind of been carrying on for a couple of years. This injury, I it was um, June, right before I was going to start college and be a freshman um, at regionals uh, with my club team. I so I completely tore my hamstring Oh, and it's pretty nasty. I don't like, I don't know. It's yeah, it was, it was a rough time. Um, you know, I had to have surgery, uh, came into college on crutches for, oh gosh, what felt like a whole semester. Um, and you know, that's not what I'd planned at all. I planned and to come in and work really hard and earn a starting spot on the team. You know, that's what everybody wants to do, but, um, it happened and what, like three years later now, um, I can finally say, I feel like I'm where I need to be physically, mentally, and just as a soccer player. And uh, it's been a lot of really low lows. And, but now I'm at a really high high, I would say, uh, yeah. after working really hard to get back physically, mentally was a huge thing, you know, cause nobody ever wants to get hurt and just have an injury that kind of just, nags you know and just lingers it was it was a hard thing to get over and I will say uh, when coach Carly came to Creighton she was a she was a huge mentor and uh and just key to the success for me and um yeah to get over that injury and get to where I am today yeah that 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 and I that's what I noticed and I was reading a little bit about that you had had an injury I didn't realize that was that injury muscle injuries without like just general muscle injuries are a lot, but yours was, I mean, like to, to tear your hamstring and have to have surgery on it is an extreme injury for those who don't understand. It's, it's the recovery yeah. process is hard. And, and so you came, you redshirted and then you, then when you were a redshirt freshman, you know, you, mm -hmm. you appeared in, you started in a couple games, appeared in a couple cool. games, but you weren't, you weren't the starter. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously everyone had to deal with COVID that came through. Yeah, that, that um, happened. Yeah, and then I don't really want to talk too much about that because that's been I just think beat to death. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> so, but then you, but you were the starter this last spring, and obviously your team had its own highs and lows then too. Yeah. Um, and then now you're kind of starting to to come up on the up and to see you performing really well, and even even in broadcasts or in 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 highlights, there are times this fall that it's been like, how did that not go in and it's not because the player missed it it's because you saved it um and and so that's kind of incredible to see your journey I think it's a testament to a lot of young players saying like hey like sometimes things don't always play out how you want them to 
and and that's not always going to be a bad thing um so i saw in george uh in your freshman year it looked like you uh i think it was your freshman year you played against georgetown yep, yep, you were right. the number number 10 team in the country and got peppered like it was like 22 shots i think you made mm-hmm. uh, double digit saves which is a lot for uh, a college goalkeeper what what do you remember about that game specifically yeah yeah I remember um that was the, you know the season where I wasn't a clear starter uh, I think me and Katie Sullivan were splitting time um and uh, I know just that game it was it was crazy uh everyone knew going in you know the number 10 team in the nation like holy crap this is kind of gonna this is gonna like it's a big game and I remember the team just the level we played at was amazing like we rose to the occasion um and it that kind of got me like fired up during the game you know it was like oh my gosh like we could win this and you know like you just get fired up on the field and luckily it sounds conflicting but luckily seeing the ball a lot as a goalkeeper like that gives you confidence too in a game and you know being able to make some saves big or small like that gives you confidence and uh I personally to this day still think we should have won that game uh or at least <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I do think we should have you know we played amazing and um it's just it's funny you mentioned that because like I guess like the past three two three years I have played against Georgetown and they're coming again on Thursday yeah it's coming up (laughs) and and you've always given them a fairly fairly good game regardless of where they're ranked so yeah um, yeah we 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 would love to see to see the the Blue Jays come out on top on Thursday um I know we're supposed to be unbiased but we'll we'll be biased because we're in Nebraska soccer talk we're not we're not Georgetown soccer talk absolutely (laughs) Um, um but and so speaking, speaking a little bit to that, I thought you brought up a good point is in a big game like that, where you take a lot, a lot of shots. Um, I remember as a coach, I always liked, especially in a young goalkeeper to make, have like, have their first save be early as long yeah. as it was a save that they were going to definitely make. Cause that's kind of like, all right, you're in this confidence booster. What are some other things that um, have helped you become really confident that maybe like a younger goalkeeper or maybe a goalkeeper's parents who are listening to this, Mm-hmm. that could that maybe help their or a coach who could help their goalkeeper get more confident on the field or, or things that you've taken from coaches that have helped you oh gosh that's a great question and you know for the people listening young athletes parents like you said I think being honest like that's something I still struggle with um game to game um but um I think just some things that have helped me is uh I guess starting with training is um, doing things in trainings that you know you'll see in a game, like uh, working on your hands, your volleys, or maybe that like tough shot that you're worried about. You know, uh, I almost think of it as like when you go into like a test for school, you're going to study like what you don't know. So you aren't nervous going to the test. You feel prepared. And I guess that's how. I alleviate a lot of like my stress and gain confidence, you know, going into a game. I'm like, Hey, I did this, this, and this at training this week. I'm ready for whatever's going to come at me. Um, and another thing is like I mentioned, um, it doesn't always happen in games, but when you can get, see the ball a lot early on that, uh, you play, play with your feet or the simple save, like yep. you said, no, you can make it. It takes your mind away from, 
that voice in your head that's like, uh, like, oh gosh, like what's gonna happen? When am I gonna get the ball? Like, oh, I hope I don't mess up or stuff like that. It's, right. It takes your mind away from that. And it's like, oh, like I did this well and I, I can handle anything that's coming. Um, and I guess the last thing I'll say for confidence is, um, oh gosh, like I said, it's something I still struggle with today, but it's um, something I always say is just take uh, take the game like play by play. Um, and uh, yeah, like just be confident in like, like I said, what you've done during training and just know that focus on the next ball. Um, don't overwhelm yourself with thoughts of what could happen. And sometimes, yeah, that's gonna happen, but um, just be confident in what you've done and done to prepare. That's just, that's my whole spiel. Yeah, I kinda, no, and I think there, but... honestly, I think it means a lot more than anything to say that someone who, who comes, who comes across and plays very confidently a lot of the times <laughs> is still saying like, Hey, this is something I still struggle with. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I think that kind of leads me into my next question is I think that's become a popular, not a popular thing, but a more prominent thing amongst not just, uh, uh, women athletes, but all athletes about admitting like, Hey, like things aren't always easy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, who are some athletes soccer or not that you look up to or have looked up to in the past that you, you kind of model yourself off of, or want, want to be strive to be like, yeah. Um, gosh, that's kind of a tough question. Um, I think the first person that comes to mind and it might be kind of dated, but hope solo I think she has, I think she's the first name on every goalkeeper's list from the last 10 to 15 years, especially as a, as a, as a, as a female goalkeeper. I mean, she, she kind of, I don't want to say change the position, but I mean, she was, she was so different from a lot of what we've ever had as a goalkeeper. Oh yeah. She like set like reset standards and like for how like things should be uh, as a female goalkeeper, you know, and and that's how I grew up watching and uh, um so definitely uh, soccer wise like I you know I want to be like Hope Solo maybe not off the field as everyone <laughs> always says but you know that is what it is but on the field like she is an amazing athlete um and I think uh it sounds uh, so crazy but I watched the uh the documentary about the Chicago Bulls you know the last dance yep and I think Dennis Robin is awesome <laughs> <laughs> That's the most goalkeeper thing you've said on this interview, by the way. <laughs> You're like, Dennis Rodman's my sense. guy. <laughs> it makes sense, right? Like, he just, you know, obviously, like, it's a different sport, but he just, like, goes and gives it his all, puts his body on the line, and just works hard. And I think that was, like, awesome to see. I was like, this guy's super cool. And, like, he works hard and just, Yeah. Yeah, I think with, with him, it was always like the other things that were going on, sometimes distracted from like how good of a basketball player and how good, like hard of a worker mm-hmm. he was. So I kind of brought this up just now, but mm-hmm. I used to tease my goalkeepers that I coached for being different than everyone else. Oh, uh, yeah, but, yeah, you have to. <laughs> what's the most goalkeeper or different thing that you do compared to your teammates or something that you do that your teammates are like, geez, what is she doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh, like. I could think of so many like weird things, like just like on the daily that happen. Like, oh, it's just like whatever. Like that's Keelan. Like, um, I think 
I know everyone always makes fun of me for watching like Naruto like like anime like that's like my favorite show ever like I saw that on your profile yeah yeah it's like I like I like flaunt it I'm like yeah like I don't care a lot of people don't watch this stuff whatever and um but <laughs> I guess can you do the run <laughs> no that's one thing I won't do <laughs> I don't stoop that low I'm not no no but um I I guess like a related to the team um like locker room stuff like I'm always like want to play music and just like get everybody hyped up and uh like before games like it's always I just kind of like stand in front of the locker or like in the locker room and just kind of get going you know dancing do my mm -hmm. thing and like get everybody hyped up and just I don't know just hey, have a fun time gotta be like, the, someone's got to be the life of the party right hey <laughs> um speaking of locker room one I like the one videos that I, it's not every time that you all win but I like mm -hmm. after a big win uh when the social media team posts the video of you all doing the like the I'm not sure what that chant is but that the with the <laughs> shin guards and the shoes and like yeah. that that's I love that video those though that video makes me excited that y'all won yeah I uh, yeah I will I do have to say like our uh, good friend teammate Leia Hoynes from Norway uh she's uh she went back home she's not here anymore but um she that was her deal it's like a Norwegian like soccer thing and like uh I know um Glenn wanted us to do like a celebration to post and like we were going to celebrate anyways but like he wanted a video of something like of us doing something we we're like what do we do like Leia's not here anymore and someone just picked up their cleat to like guys like we have to do it like this is like what we're like known for like we love it it gets us hyped up and it's definitely our thing like even it's a tribute to Leia even though she's not here anymore and it's still it's that's why I think I like it is because it's it's a like you legit your team you can legit see it's not an act like you all are excited doing that <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah I love doing it so so transitioning a little bit away from the team and kind of and a little bit away from soccer um I know you're a biology major and mm -hmm. on your profile it says your future goals after Creighton are professional soccer player or veterinarian. Um, is that <laughs> yeah. still the goals? Uh, yeah, I know. I was uh, I was looking at our media guide the other day. I'm like, why did I say or? Like, that's kind of like weird. Like, I can only do two things, but it definitely is. Like, the plan for right now, you know, is uh, get a degree in bio, and um, I would love to go overseas and play um you know get some years under my belt and then the big dream is would to be like come back and play here in the NWSL someday maybe after I get some years uh, overseas um but then there is you know like I said earlier some things don't go the way we have planned um and then I would go back to school and become a veterinarian and that's actually uh my parents have something from preschool I wrote down and said I want to be like a vet and it's just been a whole like lifelong dream. So what yeah. kind of animals do you want to work with? Do you want to work with like the traditional family pets? Are you cat person, dog person, or do you want to work with like the, the crazy like zoo animals? Uh, totally. Uh, I totally want to work with like exotic animals. Okay. Um, I will say, I do have to know I'm definitely a dog person, but Same. I just, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I just don't think I could just work in like an office and only see like cats and dogs and like the occasional like rabbit or something like I want to like get out in like nature and I've 
I've pondered the idea of maybe like working with like national parks and like getting involved with like wildlife, um, you know, wildlife conservation. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, more exotic animals for sure. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Do you have dogs at home? I have three dogs at home. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have two dogs here and I had to mute my mic a little bit earlier. I don't know if you could hear them, but they were barking in the background because that's what they do. They don't bark all day and then they wait for me to start recording a podcast and then they just bark, 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 bark. Yeah, of course, um, of course. So, um, and then my, I, actually one thing I also wanted to ask you about because it's on your on your profile and something I, I haven't asked a lot of guests recently, but yeah. I have to talk to you about it because your favorite place to eat in Omaha is one of my favorite places to eat in Omaha, but I've had a lot of the pizza places in Omaha. So like mm -hmm. pitch pizzeria, is that still one of your top places to go? Uh, yeah, pitch definitely is. I know it's kind of a, a thing amongst, amongst the team, you know, like for not feeling, you know, dining hall food, we're like, let's, we've earned it. Let's go treat ourselves to some pitch pizza. And it's awesome. I love pitch. Um, yeah. I think when I wrote that down, uh, like last season, I think I'm <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I wanted to put down Avalardos. <laughs> and was like, no, like, come on. Like, which is fair, which is fair. I probably shouldn't be like advertising that, like, like being a collegiate athlete, I eat Avalardos, but like. Hey, a lot of my players who are Omaha natives that played up at Wayne State were like, oh yeah, we love Avalardos. Hey, sometimes if you just want like some fast Mexican food, come on. Like, but pitch is definitely my favorite though. Good. Why? Well, honestly, I like, I like either of those two answers. Cause both those are like Omaha, more Omaha specific restaurants. So yeah, totally. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate either of those two answers. Um, <laughs> so I guess the, the, the last thing before I let you go is, is you were, you were all picked fairly low last spring in the big east like almost bottom um yeah. well you bottom of one of the divisions and like you you know and then this year completely changed um you're picked a little bit higher um mm -hmm. quite a bit higher what what's the general feeling and what's the expectations from the team like how are you feeling about going into conference play because you can do well all you want in non-conference um but yeah. conference for all for all soccer programs and all soccer players conferences is where you know you take the next yeah. step yeah absolutely I think um I mean like you said conference there's uh I mean first off there's like rivalries you know like it's very intense like you know you like you want to win every game you want to get every single point you can get um and I think as a team we do have very high standards for ourselves um especially the way we finished last season um you know making it to the Big East for the first time Big East tournament for the first time mm -hmm. And, you know, losing that first game uh, wasn't what we wanted, but it's a great point to build off of for this season. Um, and I think we have higher expectations this year. You know, I, just at practice today, Ross is like, um, if we keep playing the way we are this season and we play together and for each other, we're going to get to the Big East tournament again and we're going to win. We're going to take the prize and we're going to go to the NCAA tournament this year. That's honestly the goal we have for us, but that is the big scale goal. You know, we do take it game by game, you know, like yep. we've got Georgetown, that's what's on our plate. Um, but I guess uh, we expect to be in the top in the top of the big East this year. And I think um, 
I mean, speaking of like the rankings or yeah, the rankings that came out, you know, um, we are higher up this year. And I think that's because we surprised a lot of people last season and uh, people, uh, people know what to expect this year. Maybe not completely because, you know, we're, we're coming every, everybody really hard this year, but uh, they know what to expect and that we're a good team and people aren't underestimating, underestimating us this year. And that's exciting because that just means we have a lot of good soccer games ahead of us. Absolutely. And a lot of good soccer games for people to come out from the Omaha area to come out and check out uh, Creighton women's soccer. They play an entertaining style of soccer. They play a, they play a hard working style of soccer too. Sometimes you don't always get the mix of both where it's, where it's great style and hardworking. Sometimes hardworking teams are very, you know, direct and stuff, but I think Creighton plays a very good style and Keelan is obviously the, the backbone of that in, in goal along with her, her solid defense. Keelan, before I let you go, is there anyone you've talked about your coaches, you've talked about teammates, is there anyone else you want to give a special shout out to before, uh, before we, before we let you go? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I just want to reiterate a shout out to like my team and like my back line, especially, uh, you know, for the shout outs we've had this year and being recognized for that. I just want to say that that's just been a huge like team effort this year. And I'm just so proud of everybody. And, I hope everyone in the Omaha area wants to, you know, come out down to Morrison and watch some of our games this season. And also, I guess, thank you, Joe, for having me on the show. I really love talking with you. You're welcome. And we'll, this won't be the last time. This was a good interview. And I, I look forward to having you back on maybe sometime in the off season to recap everything that happened. And I want to thank, uh, uh, you know, Glenn Sisk, uh, the athletic or the um, sports information uh, person in charge of women's soccer at, at Creighton for helping set this all up because it's a is a big deal and it's going to be it's going to be good so thank you great awesome thank you Joe mm-hmm. and that was Keelan Terrell the starting goalkeeper from the Creighton University Blue Jay women's soccer team Terrell and the Blue Jays open conference play tomorrow night as they host number 25, Georgetown University. There are still plenty of opportunities to see the Blue Jays in action this fall, so make sure to get down to Morrison to check out a game. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and tune in next week for more great interviews from the Nebraska Soccer Talk podcast.